But it sounded like she was eating a fucking hairbrush, which is with the crunch and everything. It's so weird. Welcome back to West Bev. I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. And this is your Beverly Hills 90210 podcast, where we break down every episode of the 10-season show. Today, we're talking about Season 1, Episode 15, Palm Springs Weekend, a.k.a. A Fling in Palm Springs. Hey, Mary. What happened this week? Dylan asks Brenda to spend the weekend with him, but it's President's Day weekend, and every self-respecting Beverly Hills teen will be partying in Palm Springs. Brenda has plans to go with Kelly and Donna, but Dylan convinces her to spend the weekend at a hotel with him instead. Brandon can't go to Palm Springs because he has to work this weekend, but he's totally not complaining about it. He interacts with a precocious child named Curtis who hangs around the peach pit and probably talks more shit about Brandon than I do. (laughs) Steve has been talking up this weekend for a while, but runs into a problem when his mom tells him their Palm Springs house is being fumigated. When David hears this, he decides to bail on the plans to go to Magic Mountain with Scott and offers Steve the use of his grandparents' house. David's grandparents are supposed to be on a cruise for the next two months. They're not. (laughs) While in Palm Springs, Brenda ends up at the wrong hotel, Dylan runs into a girl from his past, and David manages to meet a girl named Tuesday and not totally blow it at first. Despite his grandparents accommodating their unannounced arrival and throwing a pool party for all of the kids in the neighborhood, David is a dick and makes his grandma cry. Mm. The others appreciate the hospitality and benefit from the life and relationship advice Grandma and Grandpa Silver have to offer. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite part is Brandon being like, but you don't hear me complaining, do you? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shouts out to Jim in this episode for just... Hold it down. I know. He was in like two minutes of the entire show <laughs> and just He didn't he didn't waste any time. He's yeah. like, I'm getting to this point and then I'm out. <laughs> he was there exactly as long as he needed to be. Yeah. Cause yeah, so he's in like the very beginning of the episode mm-hmm. and then like a little bit when Brenda calls home, but that was really just like sitting reading the paper, having some of his kiwi slices or whatever. His twelve calorie kiwi. Mm-hmm. Yep. But the show starts with Dylan and Brenda just, like, eating each other's faces. They went full dilda. They w- <laughs> <laughs> they went hard. Hard. I mean, this was definitely, like, teenage making out. Like, I don't think yeah. I am this aggressive ever. I mean, I mean, maybe if I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah. I don't maybe know. if I am out of my mind. <laughs> like, honestly, I don't think I have tried to, like attack anyone that that aggressively in a while like that was Mm. was something (laughs) yeah yeah and we find out they've only been dating for two months honestly i have no idea the timeline neither i was expecting like we don't know if i was expecting two weeks no like this five months this can't be right because president's day i looked it up in 1991 Mm -hmm. was like february 21st or something okay so So they've been dating for two months they started dating at like the end of December, and I feel like that just doesn't work. I mean, for all we know, it works. I mean, it could. We have nothing else to really. Yeah, like. we don't have anything to go by. You it's know what? Hot in LA. Maybe that's why Brandon was taking French last. Oh episode. yeah, because it's a new semester. It's a new semester. Yeah. He was taking Spanish first semester and French now. Which I mean, I guess now you have two introductory 
like you have Spanish 101 and French 101. Yeah, I don't know that I would do that. Like I took three years of Spanish. Yeah, I took three years of Latin and only Latin. Ooh. I know. Nice. I can't say anything in any other language. Solid. That's a lie. I can say soup and Ooh. cheese. You can say cat. I can say cat. <laughs> but yeah, so I guess the timing, I mean, yeah, I don't know if that really tracks. But two months and it is killing Dylan that they haven't slept together yet. Absolutely I- killing him. Come on, bruh. Well, and I think that was another thing that seemed weird because when they had the sex ed episode and she wasn't ready and like wanted to wait, he was totally cool with it. Like, yeah. is he is my whole thing with Dylan wrong? And I'm thinking that he's some great guy because he was like, oh, yeah, no, we can totally wait. But then like two episodes pass and he's just like, oh, I'm sorry, my dick has not gotten wet yet. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, I worry that Dylan is a little bit of bluster because he talks a big game to get you. Then once he has you, he wants everything on his own terms. And I'm a little worried about that based on this episode. I mean, I kind of went a little back and forth on Dylan this I episode, know. right? Like, yeah. Cause yeah, he's he was just super like, pressury. yeah, he's super pressury. And I feel like the last time that we really saw them getting close to having sex, was the sex ed episode. Yep. And like she was like, I'm not ready. I want you to get tested. And he was just like, no, I'm totally here for you. Yeah, he's like absolutely fine with that. Flash forward. He's not fine. Ki- it's killing him. Yeah. Like he like, said it's killing him. He's like, all I get are I'm sorry's. I'm like, are you kidding? Yeah, no, don't make a girl feel guilty. That's what I'm like, saying. Like, what do you want? Wouldn't you rather her like want to do it with you because she actually wants to and and rather than her feeling bad and like just giving in well and you gotta think like you know if this was truly his character and he really does like if a person pressures someone else into having sex like i and maybe it's because of how i think about things but you would think like afterwards they'd be like that was really dick of me like that was not a good move right because again I'd rather someone be into it than somebody be forced into it. Yeah. Well, I, realistically, everyone should think that. Right. But so it was just a little off-brand. A little off-brand. It felt a little weird, and I don't think that it was – I think it was off-brand for Brenda, too, mm-hmm. because she, like, kind of lets herself be pressured into stuff, but not at this level. Yeah, I think that's that's definitely true, because, like – it's kind of clear that Brenda is not necessarily going to fall into peer pressure, but it seems like when it has to do directly with her, she has a little bit more like, or like when it's, you know, her against multiple people, she has mm-hmm. more constitution where she's like not going to give in. But then when it's like her and somebody where she has to be vulnerable, we kind of see that facade like crack a little bit. Okay. That's because fair. like Dylan, I mean, she really cares about his opinion. Yeah. She cares more about what he thinks than probably most people at this point besides maybe Kelly. And so she's like, well, I don't want him to think that I won't do this with him. So that's why she keeps saying like, I'm sorry or later or maybe or whatever to get mm-hmm. it to like pass off. But now it's like now that it's at the point where Dylan's like literally like, oh, that's killing me. She's probably like, well, I guess. OK, like maybe like, that's the. It feels very teenagery of like, mm-hmm. well, he has been a really good boyfriend and I have made him wait so long. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, at some point someone probably told her, probably Kelly, probably just 
not meaning to do anything, but, like, mm-hmm. put a thought in her head of, like, boys need to have sex. Like, yeah. it's all they think about. Yeah. And and she's probably like, you're going to be fine. Like, it's going to be great. Like, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, she'll, the thing about Kelly, she's super supportive, but she never really gives you, like, the full story, right? Like, mm-hmm. it's, because we see later in the episode when they're, like, at the gas station, I guess, or whatever, in Palm Springs. Yeah. She's like, well, you have protection, right? So it's like on the one side, she's like totally being supportive, but on a practical level saying like, well, you need to make sure you have protection so that you're safe and that is whatever. But, but basi- she never asked Brenda if she feels comfortable about it. Well, and basically in the same <laughs> breath, she was like, well, yeah, you're the last person to have sex, but you brought protection. So it's totally fine. Which did you see Donna's reaction? Yes. Because it was just like, has Donna had sex yet? I don't know, but I will tell you, there's something more to that story that we'll eventually get to. There has to be more to Donna because they oh, just... There's so much more. I, I do love when they're at school and they're talking about going to Palm Springs and she just starts pulling suitcases out <laughs> of her She's locker. like Hermione's beaded bag as her locker and just pulls out like three Louis Vuitton like <laughs> suitcases out of it. Yeah, and she's like, well, you got to dress for the guy. Oh, my gosh. She's so practical. Like, she's so smart. She's just thinking about logical solutions here. She's like, well, what if we meet a high school boy? What about a college guy? What about a grad school guy? What about a dropout? Yeah. You can't dress the same for all guys. Right. Which I'm like, Donna, you have an identity, but this is truly your identity. Like, I'm going to dress to impress no matter what the situation is. Well, I think that, yeah, that's her identity is like, mm-hmm. she knows how to be in any social situation. Right, exactly. And like, then, she's adaptable. Yeah, and then they get to Palm Springs and she's wearing that super cute little flower dress. And oh, I was yeah. just like... I think she definitely has the best fashion sense of the bunch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Kelly's a, a second, I would say, because I love most of the things Kelly wears, but then it's really Donna. It's really Donna. Yeah. So anyway, so they're, okay, so we've established that it's Palm Springs weekend, and apparently on President's Day weekend, <laughs> it's a big deal. And so. <laughs> okay. Yeah, like it's February, like I guess it's I the guess only it's like- holiday, like between Christmas, New Year's, and. What is happening? What? <laughs> My phone just started playing Eminem. My name is <laughs> Palm Springs. <laughs> what just happened? That's hilarious. I did. You saw me. I did not touch it. <laughs> like what? It's over here. You're like I don't even know where that's coming from. <laughs> oh. My name is. <laughs> that's great. But yeah, so awesome. Dylan, Dylan. Is like, oh, well, it's President's Day weekend. Like, big weekend. Let's bone this weekend. Yeah, and all weekends, President's the day that we celebrate presidents. It's George Washington's birthday. Yeah. This is the sexiest holiday. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine George and Martha just getting it on on President's <laughs> Happy Day? Happy birthday, Mr. President. <laughs> exactly. So Dylan's like, this is a momentous occasion. We have to honor it. And she's like, but I made plans with my friends. He's yeah, like, homegirl. Ovaries before broveries. Except not, because then he's like, well, go to Palm Springs with them and then have them drop you off at a hotel so we can bone. Yeah. In a different hotel than the one I live in. In a different hotel than, or like he didn't really specify, which we get to eventually where Brenda cannot find Dylan. And I'm like, okay, first of all, why does Palm Springs have 75 hotels with just a combination of the same name? 
Honestly, I could see that, though. If you think about it, like, if you go to a beach, all of the resorts are, like, sandals, ocean, sand palace. Yeah, but it's not, like, one hotel is sand palace and the next hotel is palace sand. I mean, it might be. (laughs) Maybe, but, like, that just seems weird. Is this the desert sand mirage or is this the sand mirage desert? The front desk man was very rude <laughs> yeah, when she shows up. But yeah, so like that's their whole plan and like it just kind of happens. Like mm-hmm. Brenda kind of goes along with it. But the morning, I guess, before she leaves, mm-hmm. which Friday, I guess. Sure, we can assume that. Yeah. Because they still go to school that yeah, day. Yeah, because they say they're leaving after school that day Yep, is when Brandon comes down and he's just like, I think it's time for me to have a new car. Which brings up the point, apparently, like, Mondale is either totaled or, like, to the point where it needs a full restoration. And, yeah, so I, yeah, made the assumption that Mondale was totaled because, mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully, like, I thought that car was a brick house. Mm. but clearly not and he makes a comment about it like kind of being a junker so like Mm -hmm. maybe it was on its last legs already and sure they were just like it's not worth fixing i'm not fixing it for you you're just not gonna have a car for a while but the car he wants is gonna cost twenty five thousand dollars and this is twenty five thousand dollars in 1991 which as you know is like fifty thousand dollars today exactly so what Brandon? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> who's Beverly Hills now? Yeah, like, ah. Uh, He's just like, well, Dylan's dad bought him a Porsche. And cars, it's going to be worth more in five years. That's not I'm how sorry, that works. Brandon, you don't know how cars work. This is not how that car works. There like, is literally seen... no other, like, asset that you can purchase that depreciates that fast. Yes. And you're talking to an accountant. Yeah. You're not... <laughs> Yeah, he's trying to mansplain his own dad. Yeah, Jim knows. Jim's like, I'm sorry, do you know the resale value of your assets? Because I know the resale value of my assets. Right. Or do you just basically know that cars don't appreciate? They just don't. Okay. <sighs> okay. But I, so he wants it. Yeah, he wants it. He's just like in dad's face. And then he's like projecting because he like wants the car. He knows he's not going to get the car because of dad's reaction. But then he also doesn't get to go to Palm Springs because of work. He's like, I can't believe that you're not going to give me a car. I can't even go to Palm Springs because what, Nat's sister is sick? Something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's like, then I got to work all weekend. But you don't hear me complaining, do you? Pause. Yes. It was perfect. It was the perfect gym moment because he like so deadpanned it. Great. And that was like his only two lines of the whole episode. So yeah. it was perfect. It was all he needed. Yeah. <laughs> what this other one? Dylan's dad is facing a grand jury. Yeah, like he yeah, cuz he's like talking about how like that's why Dylan's dad got on the porch because the porch. The, por- the Porsche <laughs> because it appreciates and he's like um dylan's dad is like literally a felon dylan's dad is the worst (laughs) businessman so you're taking your advice from him no i don't think so Mm -mm. yeah so brent clearly we know that brandon is the only one that doesn't get to go to palm springs so when they're at school well one of the only ones i was gonna say technically not the only one but he's the only one that wanted to go that didn't go correct yes so when we see at school steve's freaking out because the beach house that they normally go to is his parents, but his parents' house is being fumigated. So Steve is fuming because of the fumigation. <laughs> well, because he's a spoiled slut. Exactly. Steve's a spoiled slut. He's just like, I slut. can't believe that you would fumigate the house for bugs. 
And my friends can't go, like, would you rather have there be bugs in the house? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. And so he's talking about it to Brandon. And Brandon's like, dude, why are you talking to me about this? You know I can't even go. Did you not get my message? I told your mom. Yeah, yeah, which is hilarious on a lot of levels because it's like, one, is she the only one that has access to, like, an answering machine or just picking up the phone? Or was it, like, via email or something? (laughs) Like, how funny would it have been to be, like, snail mail or, like... Something non-message. I love the idea that, like, Steve and his mom just don't talk. And she probably, yeah, just, like, left a message somewhere. It was like, Butler, tell my son that his friend Billy, I think it was, (laughs) can't go this weekend. Right. And it was just like, Billy, I don't know Billy. Yeah, it just never gets to Steve or whatever. I mean, yeah. But then, so Brandon's upset about that. But then David Silver walks up (laughs) to him. And he's trying to be all friendly. And then he casually mentions that his grandparents have a house in Palm Springs. But first, like when you first see David come in, because you see him and Scott doing a walk and talk. And then it like pans over to Brandon and Steve doing their walk and talk. But David and Scott are talking about how great Magic Mountain is. Because they weren't going to go to Palm Springs. They were going to go to an amusement park. And Scott like has these passes that are only good for this weekend. And... Yeah, Magic Mountain is supposed to be so great. Like, they hand you a barf bag right when you get off of it. It's just so funny because Scott is pumped about the roller coasters, but David still is pumped about the girls. Like, he's only ever excited about girls. I hear girls just roam in packs searching for guys. Like, what is this, the watering hole? I swear to God, it makes us sound like hyenas. Yeah, like, we don't do that. We didn't do that. (laughs) Like, Like, literally just picture, like, I guess, no, Kelly and Brenda and Donna really are just, like, boys. True. Yeah. Boys, boys, boys. Boys, 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 boys. Boys? Boys. <laughs> but it's just so funny how David is constantly only he's, ever concerned with girls. Well, and he's creepy about it. Exactly. Like, they're talking about meeting guys, and he's like, I hear girls roam in packs. Yeah, so I can have 12 of them. Like, what? What do you attempt? You can't even talk to a girl. You fainted last time you had a video camera around a girl. (laughs) You cannot do this. (laughs) Oh, my God. I guess that he has evolved because he sees girls in bathing suits and does not pass out. True. That's true. And this episode proves that because there's a lot of girls that end up being at the Palm Springs house. Yeah. But, yeah, so then he, like, walks over to Steve and Steve's just like, why are you talking to me? (laughs) Why are we friends? And that's when he mentions, like, oh, yeah, you know, my grandparents have a really cool house in Palm Springs, but they're out of town for the next two months on a worldwide cruise, Mm -hmm. which, like, honestly kind of sounds terrible. I wouldn't want to be on a ship for that long. No way. But the idea that your retirement is just traveling the world, Mm I am all for. That's appealing. Like, that's going into my plans. Like, I'm going to get into that active living retirement home retirement community at like 55 (laughs) and then that's just gonna be home base sounds good maybe we'll join an rv caravan that would be nice the u.s first yeah then we'll go international all right no well apparently that's what david's grandparents are going to be doing no they're living the life Mm -hmm. that's a pretty nice house yeah no kidding but steve's ears perk up whenever he hears that they're gonna be gone Mm -hmm. and he basically bribes david with friendship (laughs) Oh, yeah, like, when he says something about them being friends, did you see David's face? It was just like, <gasps> huh? Friend? Me? Steve? Was, what? Like, 
he went up to like a 15. Oh, I, he was yeah, just like, I have gotten the acceptance. Exactly. No, he's there. He's for it. So he's like, anything Steve says from now on, I, yes, because we're friends. Yeah, because he immediately bails on Scott. And does he even invite Scott to go with them? No, he basically just tells Scott that this is what's happening and I'm not going with you anymore. He, yeah. Yeah, he ditches Scott, doesn't invite him. I say, poor baby Scott, he's the sweetest kid. Yeah, because he goes something like, I'm not going to walk away from the chance to be with Kelly and Steve for a three-day weekend. Yeah. Like, bro, you obsessed. So obsessed. Like. Stalker style. Scott needs better friends. Ah, Scott totally absolutely agree. needs better friends. I kind of hope that's a thing. I kind of hope they get into a fight at some point and David learns that he's just a little butthole. We will see. <laughs> What happens with that? I know, so I won't say anything. (laughs) But yeah, then basically they're like the group is let know what the revised plan is. Yeah, because he just like walks up to the group and they're all just like, oh no. I forget which one, but one of them says you can't leave me alone with David Silver all weekend. Oh yeah, I don't don't remember remember which one. But it was maybe Steve. It was probably Steve. It was probably Steve. Yeah. But, um, like, Steve is desperate to mm-hmm. get. Although, I did think, like, if Dylan had no problem getting the suite at whatever hotel it was, mm-hmm. why didn't they just do that? Like, I think. Yeah. Probably cheaper. was my thought. I mean, it's free to just right. go stay at somebody's house. But, like, they have money. True. Like, Steve has no problem throwing that visa down for whatever. Neither so, does Kelly. Yeah, so why wouldn't they just get, like, two hotel rooms? Like, I would say a boys and a girls, but, I mean, it's only Steve and then three girls. So, like. Well, and David. But if they did this, there would be no David. True. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if it's just to get them all together, maybe. Which, totally fine with. Yeah. Like, I'm really glad that everybody was together. It was just the idea of, like, it's kind of a plot hole. Like. True. I can see that. Apparently, you can just get a hotel room. If you put enough money into it. Well, nothing else. Like, he could flash Samantha Sanders' name, probably. Oh, absolutely. And maybe even get free hotel rooms or something. That's what I was thinking is, like, maybe Dylan's dad owns the hotel and that's how he got it. Or, like, they're aware of him owning hotels. Right, because when we do see Dylan at the hotel, he's in the, like, ambassador suite. Yeah, he's He's in a really fancy thing. Yeah. So, So. it was just a thought I had of, like... If y'all could have done this, why wouldn't you? Because yeah. they get in the cars, and the girls are in Kelly's car, David and Steve are in his car, and David is, like, half out this car filming everyone around them, and he's just, like, a puppy dog, just like, look over there, look over there, oh my god, look over there! Thank God David Silver brought his video camera so he can film other girls besides Kelly and Donna. Thank God he was strapped in with a seatbelt, because <laughs> yeah. he would have just flown out that car the next girl in a jeep that smiled at him little teeny tiny david with a big old camcorder yeah yeah that's like he looks like a little baby and they pull over to that gas station Mm -hmm. and he goes to get a snack and tuesday is like oh don't get the cheese and peanut butter crackers they're stale and i was just like why are you talking to a child yeah he's Like, like teeny you could be his mother and his smile is so like little boy like i yeah no he like, he's so like baby he's getting like presents on christmas when a girl <laughs> talks to him yeah and it's too much but what i've noticed about the show is a lot of their like little jokes or like little one-liners 
do not age well. Because he walks back over to Steve and he's like bragging about the fact that he talked <laughs> to a girl. And he's like, I acted like I didn't care. Just like Johnny Depp. Yeah. And I'm like, oh. Yeah, I heard the Johnny Depp thing oh. and it was just like, that's not good. Doesn't age well. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. But... Again, while they're at the um, the gas station, that's when I, I assume that Brenda has been telling Kelly and Donna about what Dylan wants to do and kind of her plans. Like she's going to meet Dylan in this hotel, and presumably they're going to they're going to make it. And <laughs> Kelly basically, like I said, gives like half good advice, half, half teenage girl advice. Yes, where she's like, "Well, you've got protection, so you're going to be fine." But you should definitely have sex with him, yeah. regardless of. Regardless, right yeah, yeah, and and Brenda's like, well, I just feel really pressured because like I feel like I'm the last one, and Kelly's like, well, you are, and Donna's like, ah, yeah, yeah, you are, yeah, you're definitely the last one, <laughs> yeah. the only one here that hasn't had sex. That's right. <laughs> so uh, so anyway, yeah, so I mean, I guess typical girlfriendship like banter and advice giving. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad. I'm just I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, and then when they're also there, like I think it's like Donna goes to use the bathroom or something and Brenda disappears mm-hmm. and Steve just dis- or David disappears and Kelly oh Kelly and Steve yeah yeah Kelly and Steve like pull up at side by side gas pumps and they just like have that whole conversation and like these little seeds that have been planted this entire season where mm-hmm. Steve is just like we shouldn't have broken up we had a lot of fun together we really enjoy each other we've been hooking up at parties and Kelly's just like, yeah, but you brought David Silver this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So burn. <laughs> yeah. No, Steve has been all on the Kelly train this whole time, which again kind of goes back to the pilot when he's like, oh, no, no, I totally broke up with her. Mm-hmm. So this whole time he hasn't ever been over her. And now I really believe the fact that Kelly broke up with Steve and oh, he just 100%. wants her back. Yeah. No, a thousand percent. That is canon that she broke up with him mm-hmm. not the other way around but that he's still pining for her in some way which in some degree shows how he hasn't really you know gotten a new girlfriend or really gotten anyone like even just to kind of date around a little bit like it's always been kelly and he's kind of one track mine mm-hmm. but i mean to be fair like i can see where he's able and capable to be sweet like i can see it i mean yeah they were together for a while for a reason and I think a lot of his bluster is just that, and that he is a 16-year-old and, and wants positive attention, and so he wants to be the big man on campus or whatever. But I can still see where deep down he's probably a pretty decent guy. We just haven't really seen any of it. Yeah, and I mean, I've been kind of expecting it, waiting for it, hoping for it, whatever, because you can't put a character on a TV show that does not have some redeeming quality. Totally. I mean, even on shows like Dexter, where he is a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Like, he murders bad people, and, like, Well, you, and you feel for him because he's just not 100% in tune with his emotions, so, like, seeing him grow emotionally. Well, and, like, you know, he has no feelings for Rita or whatever, but, like, he's clearly kind of good for her i guess in the sense that she doesn't know he's a like yeah she is growing by being in a relationship with him so like it's not totally terrible like there are people that love him so you see that redeeming quality but Mm -hmm. yeah like you have to see something good in steve he wouldn't be there if he was just a dick Mm -hmm. but i mean who knows we haven't seen it yet and i think i'm just like projecting and hoping for it oh i'm definitely hoping for it I mean, it'll definitely come. 
at yeah. some point. But yes, they get through all of that and they all get back in the car and David's just like, oh my God, I've met this girl and I'm going to, you know, I invited her over to my house tomorrow or whatever day it is. And they get to his grandparents' house. Banging and they- house. This house is sick. <laughs> this house is decorated so late 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Like, there is one point in this episode where they're walking through it, and I was like, this house sucks. And then I was like, wait a minute. It's 1991. This house is awesome. Also, when you go outside to the pool, and you see how large the house is. Like, it is a massive house. That pool itself is oh, gigantic. So well, that and then awesome. And then him, like, leading them on the tour and being like, oh, there's this, like, really secluded area. And you go up and, like, this is where the hot tub's going to be for you and your ladies or gentlemen, whoever everyone has a preference for. Like, damn, y'all. Yeah. Like. But a rude awakening happening, happen, happenings, happens <laughs> because... <laughs> They walk up to that sweet little hot tub area. Where no one can see anybody and you're nice and secluded. To David's grandparents, Which, who initially are so adorable. They're sitting in that <laughs> hot tub, snuggling and drinking champagne. Yeah. Like, that is what I want to be when I'm in my 60s, 70s, whatever They're they having a great old time, just chilling on a nice evening. Being all romantic on President's Day weekend. Popping some bubbly. The sexiest weekend <laughs> yeah. of the year. This is the... Sexiest holiday. All right. So that, we're going to track that too. (laughs) Everyone who listens, make sure you save the date for President's Day. Make your loved ones feel loved on President's Day. (laughs) (laughs) But like, honestly, the fact that their grandkid shows up with a bunch of randos during their like sex weekend, (laughs) honestly, they take it in stride. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, you're here? We got a ton of Doritos and ice cream and cookies, and we'll go shopping tomorrow and get you guys even more food. Like, you can invite more people over. Like, we'll invite them for you. You're right. Yeah. Like, they take all of that in stride, and they're just in the kitchen, like, putting everything out for everybody. And they're like, let's stay up late and chat and, like, become mm-hmm. best friends. And at first, yeah, everyone is just like, uh, do you really have to talk to old people? Like, right. But they warm up to it because they realize, like, we're getting perks out of this. Everyone except David. Like, he doesn't Yeah, David is horribly embarrassed, which I get. Like, when you're a teenager, everything Mm -hmm. is embarrassing in your life. You're like, oh, my God. Why can't you just give me everything and then leave? But at the same time, it'd be one thing if they were, like, blatantly embarrassing him. But they weren't even, like, around. They were, like, bringing out drinks to people. How is that embarrassing? Drinks and fruit cups Mm -hmm. because you got to get your vitamin C. That's right. They're prepared to make hamburgers and snacks. They're inviting hotties. Right. All of those people came over because grandma and grandpa know them. Well, and it's like. Or their grandparents. David could have literally talked to so many different people and could have just completely ignored them and it would have been fine. Yeah. They were literally (laughs) just, like, bringing everybody, like, treats. Cokes and cookies. Yeah. Like, totally fine yeah just letting them like use their pool splash around use the terrace yeah, hot tub they like, were being allowed to do whatever they wanted in mm-hmm. this house and david was just a grumpy little bitch oh yeah he was so worried about his image or i don't it was, know whatever it was a little psychopathy Very of psychopathy. him of like oh my god you're not doing exactly what i wanted you to do yeah like kind of control freaky in a way mm-hmm. yeah definitely tracks mm-hmm. but yeah, that's what I didn't really care for was just how embarrassed David was. Because I understand, like you said, teenagers get embarrassed by everything. But at the same time, it would be different if the grandparents were actually doing something to be embarrassing. Yeah. But they weren't. No. They were just being sweet little angels. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> like, 
nothing would have made me happier if I had some cool rich grandparents yeah. that were just like, oh, we're going to make all of your friends hamburgers and hot dogs and all this food and use our pool and we invited a ton of hot guys over mm-hmm. and then you invited yourself some girls and right. you know what? Go for it. You want to go into one of our rooms and lock the door with this girl? We're not going to say anything. Have at it. Yeah. Speaking of girls, so Tuesday and her friends show up and they're like... <laughs> biker chicks or something they're goth girls and they're amazing i loved it like i love that steve was just like "Eh." and i was like i guess we have found our limit yeah (laughs) like we have found the girl limit which kind of blows my mind because yeah it seemed a little weird that they were showing up in like like biker boots and whatnot yeah but like other than that it was just that they had black hair and wore a lot of leather and had a lot of piercings and honestly You'd think Steve would go for that. Yeah, it was pretty much just that they weren't wearing bathing suits. Which, honestly, they could have worn, like, pleather-studded bathing suits. That's (laughs) probably a thing. But, like, the one, like, stands up next to him and, like, lifts up her miniskirt to show her tattoo. And I was just like, why isn't Steve just, like on her that should have been a sploosh moment yeah (laughs) he should have just been like grab i'm done okay touch the butt problem solved (laughs) but no he like kind of like is like weirded out by it i think he was more i would say it's less about the girls and more that it was david that brought them well and it wasn't kelly and like Mm -hmm. kelly because you look at everyone that he has talked to and flirted with and talked about all these girls And if they don't look like Kelly, they act like Kelly, or they are Kelly. Right. Are Kelly. (laughs) Oh, no. That's that's not a good one. You can edit that one out. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I'm keeping that in. Oh, man. But, yeah. Like, so he's not having fun Mm -hmm. talking to these two girls. Um, David's not having fun, even though Tuesday shows up in a bra, basically. Like, she's already half naked, ready to talk to him. Yeah. But he won't stop staring at his grandparents. (laughs) And then... Oh, no, he's plotting. He's (laughs) plotting. He's just like, I'm going to kill you and tell everyone that you went on a cruise around the world, and then when you disappear, no one's going to question it. No. Not them. Not... What is it? Adele and... Henry? I don't know if we got his first name. Adele it's either Disney? Henry or Harry because Brandon says it uh, to Brenda. Yeah, I think oh, it's Harry. Yeah, Harry Silver, right. the only one in the phone book, which yeah. seems odd because that seems like kind of a common name, but maybe not since they're like kind of in a rich. Well, no, because they get the Silvers mixed up in like the second episode or something. Yeah, exactly. But maybe they're the only ones in Palm Springs. Sure. Maybe they're the only ones in the phone book. Maybe the others aren't listed. They're all unlisted because they're famous movie producers. Ooh, fair. (laughs) Meanwhile, he's a dentist or something. Yeah, he's the father of a dentist. Orthopedic surgeon or something. Yeah. Yeah, so he's like staring at his grandparents plotting death. Mm -hmm. And then Kelly and Donna are just like off doing whatever. Like Donna is like, do you guys want to trade tops? I really like your top. I wrote that down and I was like, trade tops? Is that a thing? That was my favorite thing. (laughs) I just love that Donna like just walks up to these goth girls just totally unintimidated and is just like, I love your top. Do you want to switch? And she's like in a (laughs) rainbow floral bikini. I mean, Donna's a sweetheart. I love Donna. She might be a little airheady, but we know who she is. Like, yeah. And she knows who she is, and she's, she's cool with it. She's so pure. Yeah. I love her. She's so good. What do the kids call it? She's a cinnamon roll or something that she says. Have you not heard that? You've heard it. I know you've heard it. You've not know. heard it? No one's heard it? We're cutting that. <laughs> <laughs> 
We're going to Google this reference and use it as a, at a later time. I've heard cinnamon <laughs> roll is something sweet and pure. That's all I've heard. Oh, I love that. Yeah. It's um, like snowflake, but better. Like a good, <laughs> like a good connotation. But yes, Donna is who she is and she loves it and we love it. And she's so good. And then yep. meanwhile, so they're all at this house having a great time. But they drop Brenda off at the wrong hotel. Yeah, it's like the Sand Mirage Plaza. Instead of the Mirage Sand Desert or whatever. whatever it was. It's like so close. But she goes to check in and she's like, oh, I'm supposed to meet my Dylan McKay. And I'm like, yeah, I'd call him my Dylan McKay too. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, the guy is like, "Uh, did you get the right place? Did you look at where you wrote it down? And she's like, I could totally check, which... Seems very ditzy of Brenda. It does seem ditzy. Like messing this kind of thing up, but whatever. True. Um, and she opens her little purse thing and is like, "I lost my wallet," which is so scary. Yeah. Like maybe I'm just a product of 2019, but like I'd be terrified and mad and freaked out that I lost my wallet. Well, and I have to think at this point, like maybe it wouldn't be as terrible. Because I'm thinking at 16, I didn't have a debit card. I didn't have a credit card. I did everything just in cash. Sure. And, and then, you would have your, well, does she even have, she's got to have like a government ID of some sort. Cause she and that was my next question license. was, does she have an ID of any point? Well, like I mean, maybe she has her West Beverly student ID. Could be. I mean, And her fake that has the pencil on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Or her so, real that has the pencil on it. I don't remember what they did. I don't either. But yeah, so she's going to have some sort of ID of some sort, whether yeah. it's school related or government related or whatever. Yeah, but so she lost that. And so she's like trying to call people collect, I suppose, mm-hmm. to find Dylan. And she can't. And she doesn't know where Kelly and Donna are staying, which, again, seems like a misstep for her. Yeah, like whatever. she should have gotten the phone number to the house. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't. Um, And then like random dude walks up to her and is like are you okay do you need anything i get off at midnight you can come stay at my house yeah tom the bellhop which again don't go to a secondary location with anybody yeah like Like, this and again we're a product of 2019 but that is terrifying and luckily no stop talking to me yeah and (laughs) yeah luckily she doesn't go with him she's like no i'm just gonna stay here and he insists on setting her up in the broom closet so she at least has somewhere to sleep right which i appreciate but i was just very nervous about tom i was like this is a strange man introducing himself to you he looks like he's a lot older like, well, and he's like going to great lengths for somebody that he's never met before or met once. You know yeah, what I mean? If, I honestly feel like if he was like a good guy, mm-hmm. he probably would have just like handed her a ton of quarters and been mm-hmm. like, just keep calling hotels. Right. Like when you find your boyfriend, I can, you know, get somebody to take you over there. I can call a taxi. For, like if he really wanted to be a good guy, mm-hmm. he would do that instead of like, well, hang around here until midnight and then come to my house with me. Yeah. Like not even like, you know, daylight midnight like yeah. it's mid like 12 that's just creepy that's yeah just creepy. maybe he and david know each other <laughs> and do creepy things yeah this was the plan all along whilst brenda is in the broom closet dylan does call brandon whilst. whilst yes dylan does call brandon looking for brenda because he's like she never showed up i got a weird vibe from brandon that like once he figured out what that, was happening uh-huh he was just like 
well, even like in his mind, like, well, even if I did know, I'm not going to tell you because I don't want my twin sister to have sex with you. Which rings true for Brandon. Yeah. Like, like he's that, the whole, like, this is my virginal sister. Don't touch her. Yeah. He's like protective, like, or at least he's rationalized it saying he's protective. But in reality, he's just being controlling over something that's not, he, he's not in control of. It's Brenda's life, Brenda's body. She can do what she wants. Mm-hmm. But I got that weird vibe. I don't know if you did too. Uh, yeah. I mean, producer Mary is violently shaking her head. <laughs> violently. <laughs> yeah. um, no, I definitely got that. And like, it just, the whole situation ended up feeling weird to me because, yeah, you'd think there would be some way for her to just, honestly, just spend the afternoon calling other hotels. Yeah. Looking for him, being like, oh, can you put me through to Dylan McKay's room? Mm-hmm. And then if they say there's not one, go to the next one. On and on and on and on and on. Well, and even if she couldn't pay collect, like let's say because she lost her wallet, she didn't have any loose change rolling around in her purse, whatever it may be. I feel like the hotel lobby would let them use their phone. Yeah, like there would be hotels. a concierge or something mm-hmm. willing to help her. She's a lost 16-year-old. She's 16. And she looks like a little baby. Yeah, she looks young. So I just feel like, yeah, it was like a combination of ditzy and just we just need this to help. You need it to thing. work so that yeah. the story can work. Yeah, because then they, you know, Brandon and Dylan hang up the phone and that girl is like, mm-hmm. do you remember me or whatever? And he goes, Janie? This is problematic. I didn't <laughs> like it. Like I... It was another one of those situations, like I've mentioned before, where, you know, a character comes in at the end of something and sees mm-hmm. something and makes an assumption and gets in a fight and won't have a conversation. But it bothers me that we never really get a good resolution. Sure. Like why we know her, why she's important. And technically, as far as we know, she did spend the night in Dylan's room with him. Yeah. And that's just not necessary. No, it's not. And I was immediately, as soon as... Because of the last episode where we kind of see Dylan looking at other girls, like, blatantly, I was like, oh, God, this is a continuation of that, but taking it to the next level. Well, and because this episode started with, like, I'm dying here because you won't have sex with me. Exactly. So it's like, okay, maybe Dylan is getting a little stir crazy for no reason at all because he's a 16-year-old boy. It's been two months. He's fine. Right? Then I'm like, okay, so now he's getting antsy. Now he sees somebody he used to know. (sighs) And, like, they don't explain until after the fact that Mm -hmm. she grew up down the street from him but we've seen a lot of girls come up to dylan before that he's dated yeah or like have wanted to date yeah Yeah. so i mean it's really easy for us and brenda to make an assumption that this is someone he's previously slept with Mm -hmm. i know it's and it just bothers me because again it's like i freaking love dylan and nothing changes my mind about that because i've always loved him but I just don't like it. Brenda deserves better. And even if nothing happened, she deserves, like, A better explanation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, I think, what made me upset was, as the viewers, we don't get to see the resolution as much as I wish we would. True. Yep. Because basically what we get is Brenda finally getting in touch with Brandon, asking if he heard from Dylan, which he had. And so Brandon does a good thing. He doesn't act all protective vibey like I got last time, but he actually says, like, he gives her two options. Harry Silver's in the phone book, so you can get there if you want to get back to Kelly and Donna, but also Dylan's at this hotel. Yeah. And he did call looking for you. Which is a great Brandon moment of, like, I'm going to give you the options. You do what you think is best because I think you can make this decision. Exactly. But at the same time, though, he's like, what are you going to do? True. Well, <laughs> true. I mean, he cannot hide his true nature yeah. <laughs> of wanting to protect all women everywhere. That's true. 
But at least, like, he tries. I, I genuinely think it's out of protection, like, in his own mind. Like, Absolutely. he's not thinking this is problematic behavior. He's just like, you're my sister, and I don't want anything bad to happen to you. Yeah. And he doesn't fully trust Dylan. <laughs> Which... Like, I go, I go back and forth on that, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but so he tells her all that stuff. She manages to find her way to this other hotel, and she shows up at his room, which I don't know how she figures out which one's his room, but She probably I? just asked the front desk, I would imagine. The front desk isn't supposed to tell you that stuff. Fair. Maybe in 1991 they did. That's fair. <laughs> but yeah, so she shows up kind of like unannounced, knocks on the door. He opens it, and he's like, oh my god, Brenda! And then there's a girl sitting on the couch. I literally wrote down... Two things. Damn, Dylan is staying at the ambassador suite. Oh, damn, he's having breakfast with Janie. <laughs> that was my oh, damn. Like, yeah, oh, damn. Because I'm like, he's having freaking mimosas with Janie. Get out of here. Uh-uh. Because this does, in no way does this look good. Well, that was the best. So Brenda gets really upset and she goes to leave. And then she comes back later and Janie opens the door and is like, I'm really glad that you came back so we could have this mature conversation. And she goes, <laughs> yeah. Janie, is this your purse? And then throws it down the hallway. I mean, Let's think about brilliant. She is brilliant because she knows. Good. She knows Janie's going to go after her purse. So she's like, it literally felt like a comedy act. Like, is this your purse? Boom. Bye. Slam the door. It was so good. So perfect. And like, it totally makes sense for her to be angry. Absolutely. Like, I do wish that she had, you know, given Dylan a chance to say things because, yeah, like, you know, he was in the bathroom. He comes out after she throws Janie out and then he doesn't say anything about it. He's just like oh, Janie's gone? Okay, whatever. Which, to be fair, yeah, like, okay, that kind of shows that maybe nothing really did happen. And, Mm -hmm. like, she really is just this innocent person that happened to sleep over, or maybe she didn't, but we don't really know. Because nobody told me, and I think that's not fair. Yeah, but it's totally fair for Brenda to get mad, I feel. Yeah. Well, and, like, as much as I think she overreacted in that next moment, I, like, also kind of love it, because she's like, you want to have sex? Let's do it right now. Take your clothes off. Yeah, she's like, screw this. Now screw me. Like, yeah, she's this like, shut up and take your pants off. Right. And <laughs> like, I was just like, love it. Damn, girl. I'm like, yes, girl. And I, I wrote down that I'm becoming more and more of a Brenda fan as the season goes on because she's I think great. she's she's coming into her own. Like well, she's becoming her. Yeah, it was really like playing chicken. Like she was just yeah. like, oh, you really want to do it? Let's do it right now. Yeah, she's and he's like, just let's like, go. Uh. I know. Then he falters, and I'm like, see, this is the point. Yeah. You don't do stuff because you just do it. You do it because you want to, you love each other, like whatever the case may be. And then I I have another like back and forth where later when they show up at oh, the, yes, silver, yes, yes. the Silver's house and she was like, no, you're supposed to drop me off and then you leave. And then in front of everyone, she is like, no, I offered and you turned me down. Mm-hmm. I was like, mm, I feel like that's kind of what you actually wanted to happen. So maybe you shouldn't be mad at him for it. But like this is a whole well, argument and it's. It's a I thing. mean, it follows along because, like, like you were saying, how she's like, screw this, like, take off your pants kind of thing. Like, she's kind of playing chicken. Well, now she can throw that back in his face because she's... Because she I, won. He turned. Exactly. And, like, he literally is like, well, I just don't want to be pressured. And then she's like, mic drop. Yeah. She's like, oh, really? You don't want pressure? So that's what? why I think, like, this was her plan. She's, like, trying to get him to the where she was. Oh, this was just followed perfect. It. Oh, and then, it was perfect. like... Donna and Kelly show up and they're like, hey, how are you? And she's like, terrible. And (laughs) like all of them are just like, what did you do? And they're like, like the grandparents are like, okay, this is awkward. 
<laughs> they were just like, it's so great to meet your friends. Who is this one? Like, oh, good. Should we leave? Do we need to leave? <laughs> they were just like, if we don't move, no one will see us. <laughs> just do like the Homer Simpson, like slip back into the bush. <laughs> like... <laughs> But yeah, so... Yeah, so like, they storm off, and then yep. Dylan runs into Steve, who's complaining about his goth biker chicks, Yep. and Dylan's complaining about his girlfriend, and Grandpa's just like, you know what you guys need? Lunch. Yeah. <laughs> you guys need food and a talking to, so I'm gonna give you my advice. <laughs> he was just like, let's go have lunch, it'll all blow over, mm-hmm. man talk. I but love like, it. in a good way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved it. Like, the whole Grandpa giving them advice, because at this point, you see all the kids are so receptive of grandma and grandpa. Like, yeah, they love Yeah, when they show up and they're, like, singing the tequila song yeah. and they're bringing everybody drinks mm-hmm. and everyone's just like, yeah, we're all sober teens who love to hang out. <laughs> right. And so that's why it's even more upsetting because, like, all of them are totally fine. They've never expressed any ill will toward these grandparents to David at all. Like, they've made it well, and they're seem not, like they love them. Yeah, they're not doing anything, like, covert or mm-hmm. whatever. They're just hanging out on, like, alligator rafties. Mm-hmm. And, like, but David's the one who's a mean piece of shit just being, like, Mom, well, you're embarrassing me. Yeah, and, like, the grandparents are really like, well, your friends, you know, we really like your friends. They really seem to like us. And then David's like, they're just being nice. Yeah, they're, I'm like, what? You never talk to your grandma like that. Right. And even if, like, David wouldn't even know that. Like, he's just projecting. He's not talking to anybody. Exactly. He's lotioning Tuesday. And then going upstairs in the macaw room or, like, whatever. <laughs> the parrots. Like, trying to bang and. Which was also weird kissing. Weird kissing. He is all arms. That's, like, he's, he's so teeny. Like, he's a very lanky person. And then, like, yeah, watching him try and, like, maneuver her over (laughs) to the thing and he like goes to lay down and she started crying she freaks out and it was so funny oh my god but first of all he brings her to a secluded room and And locks locks the door door. and then it's like oh that's so no one will bother us no it's not you want to murder yeah when she starts crying and he's like i'll go unlock the door (laughs) yeah he's like okay i guess i took this too far like you know that parents will cover your screams like (laughs) (laughs) no he's so creepy it was really funny though when she freaks out and she starts crying and she's like you remind me of (gasps) my boyfriend blew me off except he kind of looks like you but is like better looking and taller (laughs) (laughs) and he's just standing there like like what i don't know what to do oh my god it was so funny Uh, i love love that they put that in like knock him down a couple pegs man seriously like you're being a dick and Darren star realizes it he is obsessed i think that was the thing is they realize that he's coming off as just bad yeah exactly they needed to do like give everybody a house to hang out Mm -hmm. in have some growth and not being a dick to your grandparents get knocked down a couple pegs by a pretty girl who's like twice your age right exactly like and that works because I think he like chills because then the next scene we see with the grandparents and the kids is so cute. It's yeah. the charades. It's adorable. Oh my god, I loved it where Dylan is just pointing at Brenda and they're like, "You, Brenda, girl, girlfriend," and, and then he, he does like the his... like heart thing under his shirt, and then freaking grandpa coming in clutch, pretty woman. Oh my god, so cute. Which I'm gonna be honest, my first response was like prostitute (laughs) oh i didn't think that i got after that but it was just like my first thought was like y'all really like this movie about a sex worker it's a great movie don't get me wrong 
when she walks into the place and she's all dressed up after they refused her service and she's mm-hmm. like, do you remember me? Big mistake. Huge. <laughs> <True>. <laughs> yeah. Loved it. True. God, that movie's so good. But oh, like, sorry. No, you're good. Just back to um, David for a second. Just one thing that he whispers to Tuesday after he has locked them in this room. He goes, you know, earlier by the pool, I really wanted to lick your shoulder. <laughs> What? Yes. I he missed says it. That. <laughs> oh, no. Because he likes skin. Ugh. He wants to take that skin. And wear it. Oh, no. Your skin is close enough to Kelly's skin. She get, he gets, <laughs> you know what we should do? We should moisturize this skin. Oh. Let me rub it in for you. He first gets Kelly's nose. Now he gets <laughs> her skin. He's got, oh. oh, God. No. <laughs> Just no. <laughs> but it fits. Yeah. And he's mean when he doesn't have this weird facade on for Stephen Kelly. You're right. No, this fits. Does Scott know he murders or will murder? I think Scott is naive. Okay. Like, I don't think... We gotta protect Scott. <sighs> yes, because I don't think that he has any idea what's going on. Like, I think... I know I keep referencing a lot, but it's a really good representation of, like having no emotion on tv is dexter and like he has friends kind of like people talk to him and hang out with him and his sister loves him and read it like all these people just have no idea what he does because he knows how to talk to them and i think advanced (laughs) i think that's kind of a thing with scott and david is like Scott just has no idea, and he just wants to be friends with this kid that they used to watch scary movies and go to Magic Mountain and, like, hang out. And then they got to high school, and it was, like, the psycho flip Mm -hmm. switched. And so Scott's Rita. Scott is Rita. Oh, that's not not voting well for Scott. I just have so many thoughts that I can't (laughs) say. Oh, okay. No, it totally, like... Scott, no, it makes sense. Scott gets denied and bullied and abandoned. Mm. And there's nothing wrong with him. There is nothing wrong with him. There's absolutely nothing wrong with him. He just wants to go to tech class and hang out with his best friend. And be a sweet boy and ride roller coasters. And have a barf bag provided <laughs> for him. <laughs> I just want someone who will give me my barf bag. <laughs> and that, uh. honestly, like... That just made me so sad that he got ditched for this entire weekend. Same. But then at the end of the episode where David's talking to his grandparents and they're so happy that he came to visit and everybody's made up and he's like, we got to meet some of my friends, but not my best friend. My best friend couldn't make it this weekend. I'm going to go call him right now. Maybe we'll come back next weekend. And the grandparents look at each other and go, next weekend? They're like, oh, crap. What have we done? (laughs) Oh, God. We have to hang out with him again? You, you can't leave me alone with David Silver for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> How do we turn this down? We have to call his father. Yep. I mean, it is sweet that they're like, you know, we shouldn't, just because your parents are going through this, like, doesn't mean we should be affected by this. But then, yeah, they're like, okay, we push too much. Like, well, and that's, I think, when you get down to it, like, they're the grandparents. Mm-hmm. Like, they're retired. They want to go do their around-the-world oh, cruises yeah. and, like, and they have romantic weekends in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. Like, they lost out on their sexy weekend. They got to make up for it next weekend. On non-President's Day. Which, you know, it's not going to be as good, but <laughs> I think they'll survive. I think so, too. But not if David shows up again. You're right. Which, how is he going to get there? He can't drive. Scott can't drive. Yeah, I would assume he's, like, 15 at this point, right? Yeah, he's still a freshman. Yeah. But, you know, whatever. Whatever, and they'll make it work. 
So yeah, that wraps up Palm Springs. I mean, at least for the group that goes to Palm Springs. I was gonna say it was like, I mean, they were on, they were there for a three day weekend, but mm-hmm. they like roll it up pretty fast. It's yeah, they like, really do. You know, Brenda and Dylan have their whole thing like Saturday morning through Saturday night, mm-hmm. and then like everybody else just has the pool party, and right. then like Steve being grumpy about girls. Oh. There is one more thing. It's when Steve comes up on the little alligator thing. Yes, yes, yes. And he's talking to Kelly. And he's like, no, I really think we should get back together. Mm -hmm. Like, I think we were really good. You were the best relationship I ever had. She's like, you're the only relationship. I'm the only relationship you've ever had. And he's like, see, I'm loyal. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, no, this was great. This totally works out. And then later on at charades, like, everybody's like, oh, pretty woman, let's go have cookies. Mm -hmm. And they go to leave. And Kelly, like... You know, gets all up on the couch and is like, oh, I thought about what you said. And no, we're not getting back together. Bye. Yeah. He's like, so if you thought about it, I think we can work. And Touch work. your shoulder. Oh, my God. She's just like, no. Steve's like, I learned so much about love and relationships from these old people. And, you know, <laughs> I really think that we could make it work. And then Kelly's just like, yeah, I thought about it, too. And Steve's just like, well, what do you think? She's like, no. <laughs> fuck off yeah she's like no this doesn't sound good to me no it's so cute when like everybody leaves and the grandparents are just like wise sage advice about having relationships and you just have to find someone that you want to be in love with for the rest of your life and they were awesome oh i loved them i I wish they were on the show more grandma and grandpa silver are my heroes oh yeah they're the best like if i was ever gonna be a grandma i would want to be this grandma (laughs) Maybe I can be that grandma one day. <laughs> I'll be this grandma to your kids. Perfect. I love it. I'm I'm in. I told you. I'm going to be like the aunt that shows up with all the cool presents and your kids are going to be like, mom, why can't you be like Aunt Ari? And you're going to be like, because I feed you and yeah. I clothe you and I send you to child. school. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm going to be like, I have dispensable income. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be like, without me, you wouldn't exist. <laughs> yeah. <It's literally laughs> like, I gave you life. Yeah. And I'm just like, but do you like ice cream? <laughs> right. Oh, God. (laughs) Lest we talk about that more, let's move on. (laughs) So Brandon actually has a really good subplot, like plot B. It was fantastic. And I kind of love the idea that Nat is gone and is just like entrusting him to take care of the beach pit for the whole weekend. Well, because let's be real. I mean... Brandon is a responsible guy, like for the most part. Like Presumably. There have been a couple of times that he's lagged right. a bit but nat trusts him mm-hmm. and likes him and is just like hey my sister's sick i need you to open and close for me all weekend which i get sucks yeah but like i mean the idea that brandon said yes to it and like accepted his responsibility is further proof that what happened last weekend with him pulling her oh, away from her job mm-hmm. makes no sense absolutely yeah for sure because he totally redeems himself or at least reverts back to normal Brandon Mm -hmm. in this episode. And so we see him working at the peach bed, his usual shifts, but this little cute boy is at the counter. Mm -hmm. And And he's there all day long. Yeah, and he, like, orders a little bit of food, like, is kind of snarky, like, he's kind of a dick kid Yeah, he's, like, when he's asking for macaroni and cheese and Brandon's like, uh, is it on the menu? But then later when you find out what's going on, I'm like, bro, just go buy him some Kraft mac and cheese. Well, literally, I think he's just trying to, like, stall and stay there longer. Yeah, absolutely. He wants to be inside Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, feel safe. It totally makes sense. Because, like, 
literally every time we see Brandon at the peach pit, he's there and sitting in a different spot because he's been there all day. He sits on one side, then he moves to the other side, then he's hiding in the bathroom, you know, whatever. And even like Andrea shows up to talk to him, to talk to Brandon. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to be honest, when like they're talking and Brandon's like, oh, don't you wish you were at Palm Springs or whatever? And they get like real close across the counter, like... That was some flirty eyes. Yeah, there's some hard eyes going on. Yeah, like... There's vibes. That was something when they were, like, across, and you saw him, like, pull away when he starts, like, liar. Like, no, you were, like, looking deep into her eyes. And see, that's my problem. I think partially he's trying to convince himself of the friend zone, too. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he's saying it because he does mean it, but just in case he doesn't mean it, he's saying it extra. Or, like... He's saying it out loud and, like, Mm -hmm. verbalizing it versus just acknowledging. Exactly. I'm going to act like friends, but also I'm going to say friends. Exactly. We are only friends. I'm going to back off, physically back myself away from you. But they do have really good chemistry. Oh, absolutely. I am Brondria. Team Brondria. the way. Yep. Um, But, yeah, like, the kid is, like, you know, moving around. He gets a uh grilled cheese with pickles and fries but he just want greasy fries mm-hmm. crispy gets, not greasy and then he gets the pie and he was like the apple pan has better pie mm-hmm. which is just like you have a peach pit and an apple pan in the Perfect. same place i love it it's so cute and the kids started getting cuter at this point because i'm like okay his little chip on his shoulder his little angriness is like clearly for a reason so we're probably gonna find it out yeah no i mean he's like definitely trying to hang with brandon exactly yeah he's trying to be buds yeah because he sees the bracelet and is like bracelets are for girls and brandon's (laughs) like no they're not and then at the end of the episode he's like you gave me your friendship bracelet i know so yeah i mean it's a sad a sad little change of things because like when brandon's closing he like forgets something and so he goes back in and he sees little Curtis. Curtis? Yeah, yeah Curtis. Because he, like, yeah, hops the counter and then is just, like, going through the drawer. Which, by the way, I'm pretty sure restaurants take the drawer. Like, every restaurant yeah. I have ever worked at takes the drawer out at the end of the Everywhere I've worked. Yeah, generally, like, they take out the drawer and store it in a safe mm-hmm. that somebody can't access. But it's kind of funny that this kid has been, like, staking out this restaurant oh, yeah. all day. <laughs> right? And, like... Like, at first, he's, like, in one corner, and then later, he's sitting right next to the register and oh. watching Brandon type things in so he knows how to open it. I didn't even make that connection. I noticed he had moved around. I didn't think of, like, he's literally scoping it out, trying to see how to get into the register. Just little criminal in training. Oh, no. Homeboy is resourceful. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Yeah. I mean, I knew that he was, like, there was something going on when he yeah. was sitting there and talking i was like okay something is going on here and like the idea that brandon doesn't see it tracks like oh yeah Brandon never sees anything he's so unobservant which like why are you an investigative reporter when all of that (laughs) shit flies right over your head because he's a bad investigative reporter and that's one of our things yeah that makes sense it adds further proof right there why is this little boy here without any parents and paying in quarters well he even asks he's like where's your parents like why are you here like blah 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 but he never like probes you know puts two and two together when the kids just like like even at the end when he's robbing the cash register and he's like i'm gonna call your parents and the kid goes we don't have a phone he has to say it twice and then he has to say we are homeless we don't have a phone Mm -hmm. like yeah he doesn't even understand it he's like how does a kid not have a phone like he's like stop lying to me and he's like no i don't have a phone which is 
whatever but at least like once he realizes that he's homeless like brandon definitely shows like a whole bunch of like empathy and like now is like oh my gosh he's like, doing his terrible. like white knight thing mm -hmm. and it's actually really working well yeah for it's this like episode. A, it's a good thing he's like oh my god you've been here trying to get all this food and paying in quarters because you guys are hungry mm -hmm. like i will give you more food and then i'm going to give you food for your parents so that exactly. they don't have to go hungry exactly which is really cute and then yeah he kind of puts the icing on the cake with the friendship bracelet he like, like gives it to him that's sweet it definitely feels to me like this kid is looking for some sort of security oh yeah like he wants to stay at the peach pit because brandon talks to him and he wants the money so that he can help his family out and you know all this stuff so brandon giving him food and then like adding it with this little bracelet of like you're not alone was adorable it was very cute and i thought it was a very it's a very good episode for brandon because like we mentioned in the last episode it was just such a weird one-off like mm -hmm. so weird and this episode i'm glad he didn't go to palm springs because we got to see him almost like be away from everything for a while and get perspective you know like see this young kid coming in clearly there's issues he didn't figure it out until the last second but like if he was around Steve, around Dylan, around Kelly, around Brenda, whoever, this would have never happened. Yeah. And so maybe this gives him a little bit more perspective about where he lives and what his privilege is and things like that. So mm -hmm. I liked it. I was positive about it. No, not I... Or sorry, not only that, um, but we get to see Brandon act, like, do the right thing for a non-selfish reason for, mm. like, the first time. Yeah. Good point. No, yeah, I'm, for sure. I'm really liking Brandon getting these, like, subplots or main plots or whatever where they help his character grow yeah like he gets to be a good guy because he's a good guy not because he's trying too hard to be a good guy yeah yeah like last time i don't think it worked out because he was trying too hard to be a good guy mm -hmm. but this time i think it works out because like it just kind of came naturally to him no i absolutely agree with that mm-hmm I'm all for liking Brandon more. Yeah, no, I mean, <laughs> honestly. He's the main character. <laughs> it's, it's the same thing we've talked about over and over again where, like, we should be nicer to him because he's a teenage boy and he's yeah. doing teenage boy things. But, like, aside from any sort of we need to try to be nicer to Brandon, this was a great Brandon episode, especially because, you know, all of this happens. He feeds the kid. He gives him food. He goes home. And he's just like, no, guys, I'm good. I don't need this $25,000 car. Yeah. I can take a junker for a little while. And, like, he doesn't feel a need to tell anybody, like, I just fed a homeless kid. He doesn't have to brag about it. And he doesn't yeah. have to, like, show, like, hey, here's how good I am. You know, like, brag, like, basically brag about what he did for no apparent reason. He He's content with understanding what he did and moving on, but then learning something from it, too. Yeah. I mean, even dad's like, um, I like, what about Mondale? He's like, I love Mondale. Like, so yeah. like, okay, you're appreciating what you have. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it was a really good episode for him. And, like, I think it was a just a really good one to have in general for him because of, like, what happened last week where, like, totally. he was just a pain in the butt. Yep. No, I'm, I'm – I agree. Yeah. I so agree. do you have anything else? No. I think we covered it. I think it was uh, – all around good episode. I have, I have one more little thing that yeah. like I had to go back and look for because I always look at the like IMDb like trivia or whatever. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when David is giving them a tour of the Silver House, when they pass one of the mirrors, 
one of the film crew is seen like hiding behind a table. No way. Yeah, I went back and looked for it. It's the 14 minute mark ish. What? And like there's just some guy behind a table. Oh my god. And like clearly like there is a camera or something that he's messing with, but like you have to look for it. And I was like there's just a man in this house. We had a boom mic appearance in one episode, now an actual man in the next. <laughs> I can't believe I've missed both of those things. Oh, no. Well, I got to go back and watch it yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely doing that as soon as I get home. Yeah, oh, yeah, no, I saw it and I was just like, oh, my God. And I had to back it up and I had to find it. And then I was like, yeah, no, he's like right there. That There's is hilarious. Full man. It's crazy what we do and don't notice. You know, like what our eyes fix on. Like, have you ever seen those little studies where it's like showing little dots as to like eye path movements and stuff and when certain Mm -hmm. things happen? I feel like 99% would be shown on David on the tour, Mm -hmm. 1% on the man behind the table. Well, it's even like there's one video on YouTube or whatever, and I don't remember exactly what's happening, but like something is happening. And right before the, uh, the video starts, it's like, you know, count how many balloons everybody blows up. And they're doing something in the foreground maybe not balloons but you get the point yeah there's something happening in the foreground and then in the background there's someone dancing across the screen in a gorilla costume <laughs> yeah yeah and i was, I was it's gonna like say AP psych or something yeah there's one where like they tell or they show you a video where you're like there's people passing a basketball back that's and forth, the one and you're supposed is. to like that's count exactly how it. many passes or whatever okay and then there's like somebody like in a gorilla or a bear costume that just like walks through the background and you don't even notice because you're focused that's so yeah crazy. no that's Counting. the exact video i was yeah. talking about <laughs> wow that's yeah. incredible yeah no that was like I had to go back and look for it. But once you see it, you can't unsee it, Yeah, yeah. Right? It's like that dog and the rabbit, like, image or whatever, where in one oh, the, way you Oh, the duck and it. the rabbit? Duck and the rabbit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Illusions. Illusions. <laughs> Illusions, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> All right. What would you grade this episode? <sighs> um, Fling Palm Spring. <laughs> I feel like you just said words. Like, I know that's the title of it, but, like, Fling Palm Spring. <laughs> yes. Just chicken fried rice. <laughs> God, what would I grade this episode? Because, like, it checks a lot of boxes for me. Like, Brandon had a good episode. Brenda mm-hmm. had a good episode. Dylan was in the episode. <laughs> yeah, except he kind of slipped. Well, but, and that's the problem. But, like, it furthers the plot that Brandon's a really bad journalist. <laughs> um, so unobservant. Dylan, or David's a murderer. Mm-hmm dad had some snappy comebacks so it's like everything was pretty good except for dylan yep which upsets me so i think i'm gonna go with a b Hmm. for brenda killed it okay i like it i you may be shocked i'm giving it an a minus Ooh. i really think this episode was great like I don't really have anything that I'm like, okay, this sucked for this reason. Because if you think about it, even though David sucked to his grandparents, he learned, he got rejected, and that funny bit with his grandparents being like, oh my god, next weekend? Like, so that was funny, right? Yeah. He got knocked down a peg when he was being mean. It wasn't like he was being mean and there was no consequences. Mm -hmm. So I like that. And Dylan also, even though he sucks for the majority of this episode, he also kind of learns a little bit of a lesson because Brenda Mike drops him. Mm-hmm. And then Brandon had a great episode. This was the first episode where I was like, Brandon's a good guy. He just needs to know he's a good guy, but not have to brag about it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, 
I can hardly think of what would have made this episode better. I think, okay, so, yeah, I think I'm going to up mine to a B plus. Okay. I think you've made some valid arguments. <laughs> I think, yeah, what hurts this episode for me, and maybe it'll, like, ring true for you, mm-hmm. is that, like, Dylan felt a bit out of character. Like, the pressuring Brenda sure. did not feel totally in character because mm-hmm. the last time they got close to having sex, it was mutual. Right. And then the fact that it was a David Silver-centric episode. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> Honestly, I think that hurt me. It's just Fair. like, no, I do not care for him. That's a good point. It's really interesting, like, knowing this David versus what I know David to become. Yeah, I mean, he's a main character. Mm-hmm. Like The idea that they're making him this weird, like, Okay, he's that, like, cute little brother that everybody's known for so long, but uh-huh. he's, like, super creepy and totally obsessed with them. No, absolutely. Just, I don't like it. I had written something in my notes, and I can't say what I wrote, because there is an interaction between two characters, and one of them is David. I'm not going to say who the other one is, but I'll reveal it once we get to that point. And it was a really funny comment based on what I know to happen between these two characters. So that might be a little something if you want to go back and watch the episode and just, I don't know, find something that maybe I'm talking about. I was like, he talks to basically everyone. I know. So it's it, it's just really funny because this whole dynamic of this group, it changes. It ebbs and flows as yeah. every friend group does in high school and, and as we move into college and things like that. But... It's just so funny, these opinions of first season Brenda, first season David, first season Brandon, first season mm. Steve, blah, 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 because I know so much, <laughs> but I forget most of it, so that should help you. <laughs> well, and what I think is really interesting is, personally, I think my opinions on the boys are probably going to change much more than my opinions on the girls, and I don't yeah. know if that's because I'm a girl or because of how they're written but like I do think that I expect my opinions of David and Steve and Brandon and Dylan to change much more than I expect Kelly and Donna and Brenda. So here's a thought. A thought. I think what you're thinking is because girls mature faster than boys in high school. Mm. So the girls might already start being more comfortable with who they are and start being who they are more quickly than the guys. And that's maybe why your opinion of the guys will change either more often or, like, I don't know, faster than the girls just because it rings true. Yeah, the idea that, like, the girls are closer to their end product, yeah. I guess, than the boys are yeah. at this point. Could be. That's very interesting. <laughs> I mean, we'll see what happens, but... Well, and I also think it's, like, so far the girls have done things that like really ring true to me yeah it's more relatable steve has stolen a test off of a teacher's desk and david has crashed a car and also been mean to his grandparents which i would never do (laughs) you know i would never be mean to my grandma right they're too sweet i love my grandma so yeah a minus for me b plus for you yep i'm up to a b plus cool all right well that's it yeah That was season one, episode episode 15, Palm Springs Weekend, a.k.a. A Fling in Palm Springs. That's right. So next week, we are going to be talking about season one, episode 16, which is... 
Drum roll. Something. <laughs> Fame is where you find it. Ooh. Sounds all interesting. Right. So for all of us here at Back to Podcast, Back to West Bev, I'm Caitlin. I'm Ariel. I'm Mary. Bye. Bye. See ya. This has been Back to West Bev. Thanks for listening. Please rate and review us. Five stars, please. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Back to Podcast or contact us at Back to Podcast at gmail.com. That's B A C K T O Podcast at gmail.com.